Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome back for another episode of the All Things Bengals podcast, off-season edition. Great. I'm finally there, bro. A couple weeks back, I said, I'm not there yet. I'm not in off-season mode. Nah, I'm here now. It's cool. Super Bowl, don't give a fuck. Ravens lost. Praise to God. Uh, 49ers, just take it. Um, even if the Chiefs won, I don't give a fuck. But nonetheless, it's off-season mode. But Bengals fans, how you feeling, bro? A month and a week, man, until free agency. Uh, we got the Super Bowl here, Chiefs versus Ravens. Or, oh, my gosh. Chiefs versus 49ers. Okay. There we go. And, um, yeah, man, I, I've been more than happy to, to know and see that the Ravens were eliminated. You saw the meme that Lamar posted on his story. The crying old man. <laughs> Good. Oh, yeah, wasn't it like the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little man. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, bro. I mean, it's perfect. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, I, I, I even got distracted just at the very end of that by looking up some off-season uh, targets, players and free to see in the draft. Um, that's the mode where all of us Bengals fans are at now, you know? Um, especially, yeah. like, it's starting to feel a little bit real, bro, like, this is the what, uh, you know, this past weekend, this Monday night, we're recording this the second weekend in what six months without football, without a football game. Like, that's insane, bro. Just think about that. I mean, six months for me feels like forever ago. And to think that football has been on for this long, just the second week without it, it's kind of wild, man. You know, one door closes, another one opens. Man, 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 man. Baseball's back, though, soon, Reds. Reds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even though I'm not a huge baseball guy. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. You know what, bro? I was telling my lady about this, bro. I'm like, the month of July, bro, in June, like, dead ass. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, fucking OTAs. To training camp, even part of training camp, right up until day two, yeah. fucking whirlwind in my life, bro. And I had great shit. I had cool shit happen, but it's just like I don't even remember it. It feels weird. All that I know is that it was fucking hot as hell. And I was watching Reds baseball, bro. I watched. I probably told you this it, during that time. I was watching a fucking Reds game at one p.m. on a Wednesday. I watched. <laughs> The poop game. 1 p.m. on a Wednesday. And it was pooped out nearly the whole game. Pittsburgh in the Reds. If y'all know it, y'all know it. Wait a second. How does it spell? Wait. How does it spell that? Wait, you know what I'm talking about? The Pittsburgh 0 0. Uh uh. I don't know what you're talking about. Bro, you, you never, bro. Well, now it sounds weird. Like, dude, you gotta see the fucking photo. Uh, dude, I think it is. Or it's Philly. What a dumbass. Maybe uh, it was the pook, the pook game because we're Cincinnati. No, no. You see, this is what I'm talking about. It was a blur. I don't remember. I'm watching fucking baseball at home. I'm watching a game. It's hot as fuck. You know what I do remember from that Reds game? The thing I remember the most? Two things. We went fucking scoreless. 
and Joe Mixon took his restructure. That's what I remember. <laughs> I was like, this is a big day. And, like, Reds fans around me, they're like, what? We're, we've scored zero points. I'm like, fuck these fucking points, dog. Joe Mixon just took a pay cut. I mean, I think I got the whole fucking, I got the whole section jumping. And you got people still in this uh, Bengals world that um, are expecting or wanting the Bengals to move on from Mixon because of a $3 million roster bonus. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely going to be an interesting thing brought up in this episode as well, bro. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and kind of morph into what this episode is going to be. Last week, y'all kind of teased that sooner than later, a mock free agency, a mock draft is going to morph. Um, but me and Drake been kind of trying to pull the reins back a little bit. We don't want to out-mock everybody, right? We don't want to over-mock ourselves into the you know offseason. That is wrong quickly, but we don't want to have no mock. 7.0 mock 9.0 right so this will be the first one we're rolling with today um shout out paul denner at the athletic um put together the off-season mock off-season simulator even cooler because you combine both of draft targets and free agency um he did his best to try to make the most logical you know predictive targets that each position we need so uh, there are some situations where, you know, we could find a suitable for guys that aren't on the list, you know, to be there, but none of that. Pretty cool. So that's what we're going to be rolling with today, bro. First question is Eli Apple in your off-season acquirement. Bro, is the fucking guy who? <laughs> what the fuck you think, bro? I went to CB3, I swear, bro, on everything. The third thing or fourth thing I did on this list, like there's defensive tackle. There is 15 selections to be made because, I mean, a lot of them are predictive, right? But the third or fourth one I did was CB3, bargain replacement. But you know what I'm going to do? Instead of just putting bargain replacement for $2 million, and I'm not even allowed to do this. So, Paul Dander, don't fucking crucify me, but I don't give a fuck. I'm fucking Eli. Goat. Apple. Let's go. What are we doing, dude? There you go. But on the real, bro, I mean, he solves your CB3 problem. If you want to keep a cheap guy that knows the system, knows how to run it, and can do what he, you know, Lou knows he can do, he's fine. Still got juice. Back. Yep. All right, bro. Well, uh, I guess before we run into it, um, we got any news? Um, besides the quarterback coach, man, from um, Tampa. I mean, or the quarterback controversy sparked up by Jamar Chase, Drake. Very concerning. No, that's just stupid. Thank you. <sighs> Fucking fan. Like, I mean, of course, like, the, you know, like high IQ fan knows better. Like like very high IQ people, you know, as we dish out our knowledge every single day. But come on, dude. I mean, the how out of pocket that fucking quote got. So many dipshit Houston fans like Jamar Chase is a Texan. Like (laughs) more like CJ Stroud is a fucking quarterback too, buddy. (laughs) Better warm up that fucking bench, brother. CJ Stroud, you are a wide receiver. Let's go. 
You are Taysom Hill. <laughs> Better get ready to learn tight end, buddy. No, seriously. Oh, well, I mean, shit, dude. Oh, you know what? I guess there will be a little thing I'll add. Low key, it's even gone over my head. Every year Trey has been here, he's been a pro bowl. That's pretty fire. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think he, I think he's got to be the best free agent signing we've had in history, in our history. Like, yeah, that's so wild to think about, bro. That day. For, that, the, for the money and value, too. I mean, you're paying, like, Carlos Dunlap money from, you know, from, from back in the day. Uh-huh. A little over, you know, because inflation nowadays. But, I mean, for his value, bro, he should be making – Eighty to one hundred million. No, oh no, fucking doubt, bro. Like if Trey Hendrickson hit the market today, like, I mean, dude, he may seriously get. I mean, he may get like twenty six, twenty seven million a year. Yeah, like, no joke, bro. I mean, it it's it's definitely that way than. 17 and a half? Bro, his fucking pay raise. Yeah. is something to be grateful for. Let alone his fucking annual salary he had before. So, yeah, bro. I mean, value the whole nine. It It's perfect. Um, yeah, man. It, it's just pretty cool to think about. And, and I kind of lined up some of his numbers here. So, a little bit of statistics I got. I think he's got 67 or actually 71 career sacks uh, including playoffs you know it's pretty wild four sacks in the 21 playoff run damn pretty fire yeah uh one forced fumble um so ironically he's had 17 and a half sacks a season two times pretty fire simply him yep and 14 and a half in another one so i was thinking look dude like the average all time, you know, induct inductee at the you know defensive end position for the Hall of Fame is ninety two sacks. Yeah. Of course, that's skewed by fucking, you know, Bubba Gumpy in fucking nineteen twenty. You know, who had like thirty sacks probably, and some fucking Larry Fishkins like twelve sacks or whatever. So it does get a bit skewed. Then you got the Reggie Whites of the world with like fucking four hundred sacks. Nah, like straight up, he had like 150. Crazy. But I was like, look, dude, if Trey can put together three more seasons of 15, 14 plus sacks. Man. Bro, he's getting in. You think? Yes. Like, because think about it, bro. Like, well. He has been a pillar of the revolutionization of the Bengals. Hopefully, that's what Hall of Fame inductees in the future. Of course, this is the premise that Trey balls out for three more years, like three star-filled seasons. I think you need six. or Yeah, because 22 is not a star-filled season for Trey. We all remember that. Nine sacks. That's not a good year. Eight and a half, to be technical, yeah. Yeah, well, he he had one in the postseason, I think. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so nine and a half. That's crazy, bro. Like, man. What a black and white difference from 22 to 23, but yes, like he put together uh, six star 
or studded seasons. Saints, two people, three more, hopefully all here. And look, bro, we're going to get a bowl. That's my expectation. We're going to get a bowl. You know, I mean, like 24, 24 Bengals could very well look like, you think of the top three Bengals? Yeah. It could be Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Trey Henderson. Seriously. Yeah. Unless if we get Chris Jones. I mean, that's pretty cool to think about. Kind of disappointing, you know, and don't want to indulge on, you know, T. Higgins' departure in 24, but I don't know, bro. It's kind of made me uh, clamor on the idea. Like, holy fuck. We really get this ring. Makes a great case uh, for when Trey's all said and done. Yeah, yeah, with this with the situation we're in too, man, and you look at it this year, I just I think we have to go all in, man. I mean it's tough it's a tough conference and but it's football and you know we're we're these guys are in their primes right now. Some not even in their primes yet, but and be able to capitalize. No doubt, bro. Like the money ain't getting any cheaper, right? Right. I'm, the bag's only gonna go up. So no, I'm, I'm completely with you, bro, and I think that's kind of a good uh, transition to go ahead and um, fucking roll the dice with the mock simulator we got here. So I'm going to fucking head to my laptop real quick. Yeah, bro, so. Yeah, what Paul Danner's got laid out here. Um, No mock draft simulator directly on this, but. Oh, yeah, we got to cook. Sorry, right, bro. Um, here's how we're going to lay this out, guys. Um, I have a opened forum here. Nothing filled in yet. Uh, me and Drake are kind of going to go position by position, kind of rattle back and forth what we think. Probably more times than not, we're going to be aligned. Um, look, we got $42 million to work with. A little bit of context. Yes, we have more cap space, y'all. But look, Drake knows it. I know it. The Bengals roll over money, bro. They love to roll over about 12 mil per. That's just how they like to roll. No pun intended. You know, they like to make sure their cap is always, always healthy. Yeah. Right? Like, is there a team with more persistent, persistence to keep healthy cap space? Probably not. Like, no. they're very fiscally responsible. So, that's kind of what Paul laid out here the past three off-seasons is how he said he formulated it of when the Bengals have gone big, right? Because people think, oh, well, not the last three years. They, they've gone all in. Or you still got some negative-ass fucking fans out there like, oh, the Bengals don't fucking spin. Well, they're fucking stupid. But this is still where the Bengals wind up. So he made it around 40 mil, and uh, we're going to roll from there. So, all right, let's do it. All right, so you know what, bro? What's up? We're we're gonna start off big here. So the list starts at RB one. Okay. I do. So realistic. Yeah. Here's here's kind of what we got here. So first off, wait. You just said realistic, right? What'd you say? Did Did you say realistic, or were you talking to you? Yeah. Yeah. Realistic. Okay. That's gonna be the interesting thing here. We want to try our best to, like, kind of as we just laid out a couple minutes ago, right? If there's a time to go all in, it is logically this time. Right, right. So try to balance that. This is a big hitter, though, bro. What are you doing with Joe Mixon? In my opinion, bro, 
after you know seeing seeing last year I, I i keep him bro i keep him there was a reason why you you kept that extra year on the contract um go, go for it fully this year i mean he had over 1400 yards all purpose yards um another you know another year he's done that he had a lot of touchdowns i know a lot of people were talking about his burst and whatnot but uh, i mean that's why you have chase brown okay and I think you you put in the workload on Chase Brown right away. I don't think we you know him being change of pace back is perfect. It's perfect for what we need to do. So I think I think for RB one, I, I I keep it there. I keep Joe Mixon a running back man. I like it, bro. I mean, as we talked a lot about on this pod, both sides, you know, um, obviously with full transparency of how we felt about Joe at times last year and evolved throughout the season. Yeah, bro. This was the best version of Joe Mixon that ever played in the league, in my opinion. Yeah. 23 Joe Mixon. Uh, because we talked about it at Nazneem. Everybody knows that's consistent listeners. The biggest downfall of Joe Mixon's game is second-level burst. Congratulations. 230 pounds not named Derrick Henry. Like, you know what's crazy? When, when, when is there a time, besides maybe the Chargers, where is the time where Joe Mixon has fumbled the ball and it has cost the Bengals a game ser- in a serious situation? You know what I'm saying? Oh, no doubt, bro. Like he he's clutch. I mean, it's not. It seems like that's never a worry. It's not. It's nothing we ever have to really worry about. It's just like, yeah, Joe doesn't have the the next level burst for all. He's gonna fucking get out and run eighty yards. But I mean, he's gonna move the chains. He's gonna. Plow through dudes, balls, and he, he's gonna nice. do his thing. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt, bro. I mean, I I agree with you. Like the the combination of what we saw with Chase Brown and Joe Mixon with how the offense was established was perfect. Yeah. Perfect, bro. And we just didn't capitalize on the run game enough. We saw, we saw what happened when we actually did. That's it. They chose to be irresponsible with it and put them in disadvantageous situations. So, yeah, and that's what we got, you know. We saw it turned around. So, cool, bro. Yeah, I'm actually uh, having a fucking adjustice here. I don't know why it fucking glitched on me. Nonetheless. I guess another, I guess another important one. I know you're talking about RB1. You talk about T. Higgins, right? Um, yeah, we're, we're pretty much there. Um, I'll get there in just a moment. I'm seeing Joe Mixon. Oh, what the fuck, dude? Now his three million dollar roster bonus is that is that included in the salary cap, or is that just come from the cash that you were talking about? Um, so, um, yes, yes, that's right. No, that that is um. Let's see. Actually, for some reason, no, it's it's Nolan Void on this because he's still under contract. Okay. So all laid this out is future money that is available. Um, it would only matter, you know, if we cut Joe Mixon. So it's kind of That's, a zero. That yeah. Makes yeah, exactly. So all right, Joe Mixon is RB one, obviously. Chase Brown, RB two, um, receiver one, obviously. This is one as well. I just like what I, I like Chase Brown, but we had kind of a similar situation with Gia, right? People were always saying, you know, Gia should have been three down back. But 
It's like, do you really want to put the workload on Chase that early on? I mean, you could, but do you want to? And, and well, I don't know if you will ever be able to do that for long with Chase okay. with this size. Um, so that's why it's perfect if Joe Mixon – look, if Joe Mixon played all year like 22 Joe Mixon, yeah. we had like the serious questions like what the fuck is going on? He looked like ass. Yeah, it'd be kind of obvious to Dishel, but he was so good last year. He was a good running back. So, yeah, bro. I mean, I don't think it's going to be – you know, a big problem at all. We just got to continue to establish that balance in the run game. So I, I do got to say, y'all, sorry if my voice sounds annoying. I'm having to uh, chew on a cough drop here. So excuse me for my fucking you know, switching around of the fucking cough drop. But all right, bro. So here's the interesting one as well. Receiver one is obvious as it is with Jamar. There's an extension option. Some people try to go the route of reserving Jamar Chase's extension. This one's not a fucking problem for us, right? You extend your best players. Right. That's plus $5 million, which, because remember, the cash up front is a different thing. So that's $5 million for Jamar. Yeah. I do. And as you said with Jamar, too, I mean, that, that's future money. It won't even be affected on this year's salary cap or anything like that anyways, or next year either because fifth-year option. That's right. Outside of, obviously, his pay increasing because, you know, from last year to this year. Um, so, yeah, um, I don't know. He's got five mil for Jamar. All right, dude, big hitter. Yeah, I can trade the tag and trade option isn't technically on here, but it's a real one, so we can work it if we want. How are you taking this? How are you handling this? I think I, I think just man, I think keeping him, bro. I mean, similar to Jesse, it, it sucks that it's like, man, tag and trade. Unless they can get good value, right? Get a good, you know, pick with him. But, mm-hmm. um, man. Can, can I ask you? What's about, up? I, I want to ask you this, because obviously I'm with you. No doubt you tag him. But how open are you post-tag to trade him? Are you aggressive? Are you avidly looking not like I want to get rid of T. Higgins, right. but kind of not hiding it that, hey, you know, how are you handling that? Is it is it going to be like the Duke Tobin approach? Like, nah, get your own. We, you know, we keep our guys. We want to make our team better. We believe in blah, blah, blah. Or, hey, man, let's just keep it a buck. We're open to shopping. Yeah. I mean, it might it might be that situation, honestly. I'm not, I'm not for sure how, how the Bengals would approach that just based on the – Past history, I know if it was me and you, I think I would definitely look at the possibility and look at the options that could possibly be and what you could get in return just so you don't get nothing. I mean, we saw it with Jesse and, and how how much um, he showed this year. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing with T. Higgins. Um, you want him to go to the NFC? Yeah. 
Yeah. Tell you though, like, nah, yeah. I mean, I definitely would prefer. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even if you went to the AFC, like, he could definitely be a problem for sure. Um, I don't know. I don't really think that far with it. Like, I guess you play, you got to play. We see so many dogs. Um, you know, be kind of be what it, you know what it is. But it's like the people this week. They were like, "Oh my God, he's he's trying to um." figure out something about his jellyfish and i'm like he's rich man like especially when he gets a new contract he can have them jellyfish moved wherever he wants exactly, bro. like that don't matter he's bored and he wants jellyfish <laughs> yes like he's already got the tank i don't think people understand bro like well, that's why they get they're like oh my god he's got the tank he's staying at since he's oh he's gonna raise his fucking jellyfish in cincinnati like <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Like, that's not how it goes. Like, <laughs> like, dude, like, that don't matter at all. You already filled up the fucking tank with water. You already did the hard part. Right. But, all right, bro. So, with Pete Higgins and Jelly, man, uh, I'm uh, I'm pretty much with you. Um, but exactly how I'd approach it is it's it really tough when with the mind that I'm having, of, I, I don't want to operate with fear, but I just know the reality that you cannot afford a Jesse Bates situation again. Right. And I think it also plays an important part in what you've been saying the past few days. It's like, how do the Bengals view Andre in terms of the outlook of what they saw this season and for the future? It's like if you can count on Andre to be that third guy, you know, be that guy on the outside. What I mean, what do you have to lose in in return to get value out of T, you know, and trade trade him and, and get value instead of no value, and you know, instead of letting Yoshi ride for another year, and you know what I mean. So I feel like it's definitely an important thing to kind of look at because Yoshi I mean Yoshi had four touchdowns this year man like he he's a premier red zone threat and he, he made some plays deep down the field as well you know he got open um and I think I think he's got he's got the makings of of being a starting wide receiver for sure absolutely bro and in the notion that look man I mean, I'm not painting fans of the cross plus like right if there's a player that I'm um, fighting more for right now because, like, I mean, yeah, I guess we're always fighting for Joe, you know, and his value, but, like, look, like, if you have Joe outside of the top two, like, we don't care. Like, I don't care. Fake is invalid. But for this guy, I'm fighting to really show his value. Not that I'm some fucking receiver whisperer and I'm the master of the craft, but if there's a position I know damn well more than anyone else, it's wide receiver because I've played it for years. So, I've been um, trying to, you know, spread out to the Bengals Twitter world of this. I think they see it like a direct Tyler Boyd replacement is who has to be there. Right. Oh, so he's got to be like a Tyler Boyd because that's a wide receiver. Look, bro. Or a slot right wide receiver. Look, we just got to call it like it is. The, the weight of a slot wide receiver is not what people think it is. Like, Look, dude, a slot wide receiver fundamentally 
like the receiver three. You're likely not as fast. You're likely not as big. And you're likely not as able to comfortably beat dudes one-on-one on the outside. The end. Are you a willing blocker? If you're going to be in line, you got to block. Bro, I was an inline blocker. Like, I was a slot receiver. I know what it was, and guess what? I was smaller. I, I had sneaky speed. Typical white guy. You know, man, just fucking hard enough for it. Sneaky speed, though. I was very agile. I was like Tyler Boyd. <laughs> in the slot, and the bigger dudes were outside. It's fundamental. Here's the thing with Andre. In the other two, of course, just doing the T's here in 24. Like, it doesn't matter where they line up, bro. They're agile enough to win on one. They're willing blockers, right? I mean, you hear Troy and Zach and Brian talk about it all the time. Hey, these dudes just love to block. Like, they do. They like to block. Like, okay, fine. You're a willing blocker. You're agile enough. You can win one on one. You're strong. Good hands. You have good vision. You have good awareness. You know how to make your cut, you know, on your swing routes, on your fucking dagger routes, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. So this notion that side hook has got to be Tyler Boyd has to be in the slot. No. Also, you just have to do your job. Honestly, that's it, man. Exactly. And also do your job. Do your job as a coach to put your, your best premier players in advantageous situations. Right. Happen. You move Jamar into the slot. You move the guy, you force the linebacker on there, you force the disadvantageous guy. And guess what? Who the fuck is the spot corner? The most athletic dude on the field? I think I think people are getting it like kind of or kind of sleeping on the fact like he had four touchdowns. It's like people think that's like like that's easy. Like right, just... they don't think he has good hands, bro. They're like, oh, Andre's hands. I'm like, bro, we caught everything that went his way. Bro, you know, remember the it's the last game. Bro, remember when he uh, fucking had seven targets in the Browns game and caught five passes, but he had two pass defensed on him? Yeah. Bro, fans were worried about that. They're like, man, Andre's hands, though. I'm like, bro, the DB played it incredible. Can a DB not make a play? Mm-hmm. Like, is it just our guys that just make plays? Like, right. just, bro, that's a delusion of fandom, bro. We think it's just one-sided. Oh, we were ass or we were great. How about the reality is, bro, the room for error? is razor thin because that dude on the other side is good too. I know I even, we even, right? We got utmost confidence in our guys. But, you know, to kind of lay that out there, yeah, Andre isn't going to fucking catch everything. And every time I've seen someone clamoring on that, they always oh, his hands up. You know, I'm concerned, bro. I show him the fucking, the first catch he ever had, which was actually a catch in the Arizona game. It was one of the most incredible fucking catches in a while from a Bengals player. He extended so far on the sideline. In the Steelers game, how high he got up, bro. I mean, he's completely capable. He's got strong hands. No, I mean, he's not perfect. Like, remember what I was, you know, frustrated with this game was why he kept trying to have the ball fall to him. He's a 6'4 wide receiver that's 220 pounds that wants to play like Julio Jones. (laughs) Better not let that motherfucking, that 50-50 ball fall into your lap. You got to go take that shit. Who's phenomenal at taking the football? T fucking Higgins. You just yeah. see him take the ball. Like, if it's in the air, he just takes it. Do that. More. I'm just, you know, so like... Yeah. Yeah, dude. It, it kind of jumps, you know, the gun already. Uh, receiver three. What's interesting is what's labeled on here is S receiver. I said, fuck that. We're going Andre Yosdevash. So here's the thing. 
I don't give a fuck what you do with them. Move them around. Like, yeah. Isn't this the same thing in the wheelhouse of what the fans want? Jamar in the slot. Jamar in the slot. Jamar in the slot. I'm not saying make him a slot receiver. But why the fuck do, are the Cowboys inclined to put uh, CeeDee Lamb in the slot? Why? Mismatch. Mismatch. It's, it's common sense. But I mean, not to like rip Bengals fans. I'm just saying it passionately, I guess. Cause like, I mean, we've seen it with Mike Hilton, right? Imagine if Jamar Chase was on Mike Hilton. Imagine it on the outside, Drake. Right. Oh, my God. Thank you, bro. That's the best example. Like, it, I'm trying to think of another term. Like, it's just, it is what it is, bro. Like, when you're in the slot, you play closer to the line of scrimmage than the ball because you're not as good in space. Just call it what it is. So, it doesn't mean you're bad. Like, there's great slot receivers that are probably better than their outside receivers. But it just is what it is. So, gain a lot of clarity there for anybody fucking listening. It doesn't matter if you have a Tyler Boyd direct, you know, profile, RAS score, none of that shit. You can put Andre Yosavash out there because I think he's the third best option. And I love Charlie too. So, um, but just to go back with T really quickly, I'm tagging him. And we're kind of on the same page. I am very, very mindful. It may happen till AJ Brown type thing in 22, like middle of the first round or something. So we'll see. So, all right, Andre at the three. I'm going to hit the bathroom real quick, okay? Go ahead, bro. So, yeah, everybody. And, um, I got tight end one. We'll go ahead and run through some O line. Uh, obvious left tackle, Orlando Brown, Cordo Volson, that left guard. Not moving on that. Um, as we've clamored on a lot, guys, um, the Bengals can't afford to pay premium for average, but in the same way, you can't throw premium dollars or premium picks for positions that are already giving you something decent enough. And that's the case with Cordell. I think they're going to want to bank on the third-year jump for Cordell. He showed a ton of promise, you know, in the latter part of this past season. Um, and they like the makeup of Cordell. Of course, he's got to, you know, be paralleled on the field, quality play, what you want to see. But I think they saw enough. So, Cordell, uh, I'm not saying they won't be open to a premier pick on the interior, though, if it falls. The action powers Johnson, uh, stud. Clearly the best interior lineman in this draft. Uh, he's a fucking dog. He's out of Oregon. Uh, he's there. Maybe. Ted Harris. Center, obviously. Right guard, Alex Kappa. Right tackle is going to be an interesting one. Um, get that. We'll try to get that navigated with Drake here. Uh, right now I'm seeing... Jonah Williams, Drake already knows this, so it's nothing really need to be said about with him. We don't see it. I mean, look, man, like, Paul Danner has us on his list here. You know, bargain replacement, Cam Fleming, George Fant, Illuminor, Trent Brown, Becton. Holy shit, Becton and everybody below was 7 mil, 6, 5, 3, 2, 2. So cheap bargain, guys. Um, Drake, you, you back, bro? Okay, I guess not. Um, Tyrone Smith, man, if he wasn't so fucking injured, 
shame, man. He just can't stay healthy. I mean, great, great talent. Like, could have been all-timer, low-key. Uh, Paul Denner had him on this list. Mike Unwenu, 11 mil to the cap. I could see that. Jonah Williams, 12. Oh, God damn. No. Jackson Carmen, fuck no. Deontay, fuck no. Cody Ford, ugh. I mean, Drake's going to agree on this one. We're going to go ahead and go Jermaine Illuminor. He's exactly what you need, like I just mentioned. Premium value, superseding value for the cost. Everywhere you can take it, you got to take it. The Bengals are great at doing that. We clamored on it for years now in the offseason. How accurate, precise contracts, players, the position of the players, the career arc of the players, going up, second contract, blah, 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 front load the deal, two years, don't guarantee long-term. Well, we know this already. I think they can get that with Jermaine Illuminor. Jermaine Illuminor also tweeted he wants to fucking beat the shit out of the Chiefs when it matters, playoffs. Boom, you're a bangle, buddy. So, like back with Jermaine Illuminor. Quality swing. Get a couple years out of him. Uh, and then... OT3 is going to be a really interesting one. I think the Bengals got to, uh, they got a draft there. So we're going to go ahead and lean on the fucking draft pick. I'll leave that up to be. Big heads back here. I'm back. Pulled out a little bit. Pretty much already working now. now. I think the Bengals are going to bank on that year three development, blah, blah, blah. But if it, you know, superseding value of an interior alignment is there. Heard someone in the space. Heard someone in the space is talking today. Um, I don't know if you knew Jonathan. Um, he was talking about the Bengals need to move on from Alex Gappa. Uh yeah, fucking stupid. No. Johnny? Johnny. Johnny. I call him textbook Johnny. Because he just... I love Johnny. I think he's a great dude. I really like him a lot. It's just his take is like... God, he's so... He's literally Marvin Lewis, bro. Gosh. He just annoys me, dog. Like, dude, if it was up to you, bro... Like, he would literally just not re-sign anybody and just draft and bank on development to get compensatory picks. My dude, you're so fucking boring. Like, I bring up Chris Jones, he's like, oh. I bring up, I'm like, dude, you want to tag team? Like, I mean, what do you want? I want a fucking draft pick. Like, I do, whatever. He's the type of guy, bro, I, and like I said, I love Johnny. It's just, I, I rip him for this, too. It's like, Bro, we we were on the playoff run in twenty two, winning all the playoff, winning all the games at the <laughs> latter part of the season, and he kept talking about the draft. <laughs> like and I remember them, dude, killed him in a space, bro. Like it was actually pretty fucking ridiculous, but yeah, bro, I heard that comment kind of there. I'm like, this is fucking stupid as hell. 
what's your what I know you said you talked about it. What was your thoughts on right tackle? Would you Jermaine Illuminar, five mil. Okay. Yeah, exactly yeah. what we talked about. Like I said that that's fair. I thought I thought maybe he was gonna get, you know, big bag, but if it's that type of and, and would you would you spend a first or second round on a right tackle too? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean it's it's exactly what we've talked about. Like he's the perfect combination of value. That's why well, oh yeah, I remember we texted about this. You you were like, oh, I'm just not really seeing it. Then I kind of broke it down. You know, I hey, here's how they may see it, blah, blah, blah. You can't pay premium for average. And bro, what's crazy is is I already broke all this down. Um bro, Jonah is at 12 mil per Mike and Wanu is at eleven. It's just even Mike and Wanu, bro. It's just a risk to potentially overpay. You can't afford to overpay on this O-line anymore. Um, so, yeah, dude, got that. Um, <laughs> we'll probably leave it like this. So, tied in one I left open, okay? Yeah. OT3 I left open. We'll end up adding a fucking um, run through a mock draft as well to kind of like formulate it like an actual offseason because obviously free agency first. Um, you know, and, and kind of see how the Bengals take it from there. Um, yeah. So, all right, bro, you, you ready? You get back to it? Yes, sir. All right. So, yeah, bro. Um, you know, obviously you just ran through all the offensive linemen here. Tight end one, this is going to be an interesting one. Specifically, because, guys, obviously we're trying to have a culmination of doing what the Bengals do the past three seasons, which is stretch, leave mostly no stones unturned right and um you know but of course with their responsibility um really like seems like unparalleled responsibility with their cap and stuff they clamored on it for years right just with how good the way they're structured the career arc of the players they get they're always on the second count blah 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 it's premium so we we fully expect Drew Sample to be back fully um, the value he added with this offense, we talked about the second half resurgence with Jay Browning. He was as critical as anybody with that, right? You know, providing being that stabilizing sixth man, that Samaji P. Ron role, of course, not in the run game, but as a blocker fully. So we expect him to be back within the tight end room. I mean, probably expect T. Huddy back, right? Uh, but for the sake of this, we'll get the tight end one open. We'll leave OT3 open. It's obviously, what I what we you know agree with with Jermaine Illuminor, he gives you the perfect balance. Talked about that a lot. You know, a the discrepancy of premium, you know, to average, it's really good for Jermaine. I think you get what you pay for. You don't overpay like a Jonah Williams or none of that. Would you would you compare it almost to like a Riley Reef signing? Even better because he's younger. Yeah, even better. Or I should say less wear and tear. I mean, Jermaine has actually been in the league for a while. I think he's 29, but hasn't really played much until three years ago. So, yeah, pretty young, for sure. Oh, sweet. Uh, A lot of guys sometimes come on later. Exactly, bro. Exactly. So, all right, um, we'll go ahead and head to defense. And specifically here, I think, you know, we said this before we hop back on here. Draft picks we will leave for later, guys, because we're trying to formulate this like the, an actual offseason, right? right? First, secure your guys. You got to go draft later. So we'll leave that for later. Edge one, edge two, obvious Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard. 
I will add the nuance. I mean, Sam Hubbard's not going to go anywhere. Just the cultural guy that he is. And he's not garbage at all. Even for that 10 mil per, didn't look good last year. I get it. He was injured. Yes, the coaches aren't going to let him go. I guess I should just put that to bed. Yeah. Or restructure because they've, they've made it known that Sam was injured. Sam was injured. Sam was injured. He wasn't the guy we needed. Yeah, of course he wasn't the guy you needed. Yeah. I mean, so. You, 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 ex, you extend Trey Wright and you draft Miles. I think that that kind of was, you know, kind of big. The fact that you, you extended Trey. Oh, no doubt more seasons and now you want to hope to get that extra guy over there on the other edge side and we've talked about it for you know a while now that uh, and I I agree with you I think you're going to see Miles kind of eat into those snaps next year especially yep I mean I think it's a great opportunity to do that you know so uh can't hold him back anymore you know what I mean you can't I mean you have to really unleash him and I think I think for agency wise too Besides, besides interior defensive line with DJ Reader, there's nothing else really to like in terms of addition wise. Maybe, maybe they can add a another end. I know, I know that that room behind you know with Osai and all that. It was kind of disappointing last year. Maybe they add like a, a veteran presence there. That could be well. A- that, that's going to be the great part, you know. Once we get here with the free agency stuff, because because we're, we're just about to get to the DT. Oh, bro, we're, we're about it. Like it's been kind of chill so far. We ran through the offense, you know. T. Higgins kind of obvious. Extend your best player, Jamar. Blah blah blah. Jay Mixon, I guess, was an interesting one. Like defense is going to get fun here. So obviously, as you're alluding to, Miles at the three, obvious step forward is inevitable for him in year two. Things like that. I do. Go ahead. You know it. One. You already know it, bro. All right, dude. Are we doing it? Back-to-back years, bro. Orlando. And personally, if you ask me, we talked about the Andre situation and whatnot. God. I think you have to give your money to Chris Jones, bro. Instead, I mean, I know we love the weapons on the outside. We also know how good our talent is with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And we can we can make things shake. We can make things shake still, bro, but we have to have that guy on the interior D-line, that team's fear, bro. And that's that's the piece that really puts your team over the top, in my opinion. Uh, Perfectly said, bro. Also, here's the thing as well. Christian Wilkins, it seems really likely he's going to get tagged. Okay? So... Just to give you all a bit of context with what this list is showing, of course, different guys can be solved. Paul just added the predictive, you know, tracker of who's most likely for the Bengals to target on this list. So I'll just rattle off some of the names here. I'll go from top to, you know, bottom to top. Third round pick, second round pick, first round pick, bargain replacement, two mil. You're probably not doing that for your DT1. Uh, uh, Raquan Davis, three mil. Ashawn Robinson, four mil. Daquan Jones, five. Grover Stewart at eight. All right. Leonard Williams at 13. Justin Metabike, 16. Christian Wilkins, 18. Chris Jones, 20. DJ Reader, seven. Look. They got DJ at seven? Yeah. Pretty wow. wild. I know, dude. I, I, I don't know. I feel like it may be higher than that. I just don't. I, I, it sucks that it's such a deep level. I don't know. I just have no idea what to expect. Right. And it fucking sucks, bro. 
because December 13th, the day before that game, you were talking inevitably 17 million per, right? right? I mean, we were like, dude, he's about to get a bag. But now just everything's thrown off, bro. So, yeah, it, it, the number's kind of all over the place right now. Seven mil, we'll see. Um, I'm exactly with you, bro, Chris Jones. But just, you know, like I was finishing off, Christian Wilkins could get franchised. Same with Justin Metabike. Like, yeah, yeah Chris Jones is far away the top guy. I know a lot of people are saying Justin Metabike and – Baltimore is not gonna let get rid, you know let him go. I, I doubt that. Yeah, that that's that's the exact thing, bro. Like you telling me that the Ravens, I I mean the cornerstone of their defense. Like here's the thing, like to think in the Ravens' shoes, like you're not telling me that they're gonna find a way to get younger on the ends to offload a Kyle Van Noy and Jadavion Clowney to save them. Six million dollars to invest back into adjusting Medibike. Right, you're telling that that they may not consider. They may have to bring back Patrick Queen. Actually, do they? They drafted his replacement, Trent Simpson, who's a stud. It fucking sucked they got him last year. So it lines up that the Ravens are going to give the bag back to Medibike. Same with Wilkins. Not saying the Chiefs won't try to do that with Jones, but dude, like the Chiefs, man, they're in a really tough spot. Exactly. And what was their biggest, biggest problem? That offense. They need a fucking weapon, bro. And they got to pay. So, Chris Jones, as crazy as it sounds, he seems like the most likely free agent. What if it's the second day of free agency? Christian Wilkins is bagged and Justin Medebike is gone. That's what, Drake, that's what I feel like a lot of Bengals fans aren't prepared for, bro. I feel like they just assumed the name and the money attached to Chris Jones. Oh, no way the Bengals touch him. You sure? Because what happened last year, bro? Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, Mike, uh, uh, something, Insky. Oh, um, right uh, tackle. Yeah. Mike McGlinchey. Mike McGlinchey. He went early. Remember? Oh, fuck. All right. Well, the Bengals, I mean, we are thinking about getting him, paying 12, 13 million a year. Holy fuck, he got 17. Oh, my God. Well, no way they get Orlando around. Remember that? Like, we didn't even think about that, bro. Yeah. Like, Orlando's getting 20 million plus, bro. We just turned down six years, 130 million. Something like that. No way we're taking it. Like, you never know. So, yep, that's kind of the spiel to justify that this is the year. You go crazy. And you get that, I mean, I, we were texting about it last week, bro. Maybe added it in the pod. I think I did. It hurts to say, but outside of Joe getting extra shysty in the 22 AFC championship, but ultimately our demise coming to the same position a game later, three techs have ruined our seasons the last three years. I know this kind of felt like a blur in 23, you know, with the Jake Browning and Kansas City game. And I don't, for me personally, I don't carry weight. I'm like, oh, my God, the Kansas City has ended our season last two years. But you want to be technical? What ended that Chiefs game? Jake Brown throwing some pick or something? No. On his last five dropbacks, he took four sacks. Three of them to whom? Hmm. Okay. So the last three years, the Bengals have been wrecked. The season's over by game-wrecking three techs. That's Chris Jones. So what do you do? You take him. Exactly. 
So I, I know I'm obviously not proving it to you, but like every other listener that's like just so convinced that like the Bengals would never look at him. I feel like the Bengals may see it that way too, that you just get the guy. So that's it, bro. Like, I mean, that that's a huge one. You know, you get Chris Jones alongside Trey Hendrickson, dog. Oh my God. All right. So I'll say this. Negative $9 million on the cap. So here's where it's going to get fun. We got to consolidate. So we'll go ahead and kind of run through some obvious ones. Um, Free tech. I'll leave that open right now because it's an interesting one. Same with DT3. I'll leave it open as well. Uh, Linebacker two, obviously Jermaine Pratt, kind of body, you know, open up. Linebacker three, bro. You know what's really nice? Gaither kind of. Gaither? ADG and Marcus Bailey, same price at 1.5. Who do you bring back? Yeah. Which one are you bringing back, though? Between two. If you had to choose, they may bring both of them back. Probably Marcus. Really? Over ADG? Uh, actually, yeah, I would probably take ADG. Yeah, All right. ADG. Hmm? I don't even feel a I mean, they probably bring both of them back. Cornerback one, obviously. Okay. What the fuck, bro? Jalen Johnson, you fucking tripping up. I mean, but if the if the linebacker market is dried up too, they can always upgrade. You know what I mean? They can always upgrade a linebacker in that in that situation. I mean, you think over Jermaine or something? No, no, over like ADG or someone. Oh, oh no doubt, no doubt. Cornerback three. My time is our time, bro. Let's see. We um so Paul uh obviously I just know you're listening to this. Shame on you. You don't fucking put Eli fucking Apple. Get the fuck out of here. I'm editing this shit myself, dog. Eli Goat Apple. Um two million dollars. Ten million dollars. <laughs> Greatest fucking cornerback three in Bengals history. I'm kidding. All right. Yeah, and I'm for real, y'all. Like I, I would, I think it still makes sense. So, safety one, cut Nick Scott, and you. I mean, I, I think you, you try to get younger again, right? Keep the, keep Tyson, um, keep. Uh, I mean, you can also find another safety that is an obvious upgrade over Nick Scott, someone that can back it up because we clearly know who our two starting safeties is, Dax and Jordan at this point. So yeah, do that situation. Um cornerback one through three, I mean, pretty much got it figured out, right? I mean, you might have to add another guy there for rotational piece, but I think at this point, similar to Cam Taylor Britt, they have to go all in on on DJ Turner uh next season. Yep. Exactly. You paid the premium pick. It just keeps going back to what we talked about, and I think the Bengals name. You you can't afford to get trigger fingered, right? And try to re up on premium positions, bro. That's how you fucking ruin your team. Like you have to, you have to go in on what the fuck you went in on. Yeah. So fans just act like, oh my god, just get a guy like let Dak sit again. He he's a (laughs) no, bro. You're too far gone. You got to bank on the development, right? right? So, yeah, it's obvious there. Like, no, the Bengals aren't fucking doing that. So, here we go, bro. Negative 10 mil. We got to get conservative here. Uh, I guess 
the last one, then we'll have to get to consolidation and get a bit creative with draft. Um, and we'll def we're definitely gonna try to speed this up too. Wait, how do we? We have minus ten million. How? Be, um, I'll I'll explain here in just a second. But quickly, do you want to extend Evan one million plus one million dollars? Evan McPherson. Yeah. So you have to get an extension next year, or? I mean, he's extension eligible. I mean, I just feel like the Bengals love playing their best players. I don't. Yeah, they could always give him the contract. All right, cool. I mean, one million dollars plus, like, it's whatever. So, yeah, I went ahead and add that. Um, yeah, bro. So now negative eleven. Here's the thing: you can cut BJ Hill for seven point five, or Joe Mixon for five point eight. So it gets interesting. Uh, it's the thing with T as well, you know. So it's like. What position do you want to find yourself in? So, uh, remember, bro, Joe Mixon is at 5.8. So, I mean, you want me to name some of the running backs that are up here? I'm just wondering how we're at. Ne- so, we're at negative 11 and a half and caps bro. It's P. Higgins, bro. That's 21 flat. You had 42. Half of it went to P. Higgins and 20 of it went to Chris Jones. So, if you trade T then well I mean it no I'm saying if we if we tag T we're not yeah we're not gonna be able to get Chris Jones in my opinion. Yeah I mean I think unless you tag and trade right if you tag and trade can you wipe you you can wipe your hands clean and not deal with the money right get the money back. Pretty much yeah I mean if you tag and trade T Higgins like you are golden but of course you gotta replace them. Which is huge. Well, here's the thing, though, bro. Look, I, I love BJ Hill. Yeah. The is ten million dollars. You can do better. Yeah. Uh, and I get it. The Bengals want to lean in with what they've had. You know, and they haven't. They don't have much right now at all. But I mean, look, dude. Like, you get Chris Jones. Do you really need BJ Hill that much? Like, sure, yes. But now that's seven mil. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, what do you think? Do you think they'd kind of? Do you think he could see a scenario like, holy shit, dude, they cut fucking BJ Hill? Oh, it it wouldn't be surprising to me, honestly. In a month, draft things like that. Like, there's lots of opportunities. So, you want to cut BJ Hill? With it being one yeah, we'll we'll cut him. We'll cut okay. him. Yeah, true, true, true. All right. Well, there's a big swing, y'all. Um, three point seven mil over the cap. Now remember, I mean, this is the nuance of like twelve million that the Bengals have to roll over. They could push this number a little bit. You know. Yeah, I honestly think I think at that point you're you're pretty much done with free agency after. Yep. So. Um, I mean, this is where it comes back to get interested. You're still 3.7 mil over. I mean, you could always, oh, you're 3.7 over, yeah. So, I mean, now all of a sudden it's like, are you maybe forced to cut Joe Mixon if you got to elevate? Well, if you, if you formulate a contract restructure with Sam Hubbard. Hmm? 
Look at you, bro. Maybe BJ too. Maybe Ooh. BJ. Maybe BJ would do a restructure too. Yeah. Oh shit, Drake cooking. All right, hey, I like that. Um, restructures on the deal. Uh, let's see if I can. You know what? I can't do that. What if, All right. What if BJ and Sam restructured so they had the money to bring DJ back? Look at you, man. You're fucking cooking, bro. All right. I like that. Um, fucking fucking edit this stupid shit. I'm fucking. I don't know. I don't know if I can edit this number. No, it's fucking handicapped. Stupid ass thing. Not getting No. What the fuck? Dude, it's like completely fucking glitching. Come on, bro. Alright, whatever. I kind of got an idea of the money anyways. So, when would they restructure, though? I mean, would they, like... When did they even do it? The Bengals don't do that. So, like, I don't know. Right. I mean, shit, they did restructure Trey. Uh, I mean, if there's a time to do it, bro, you know? Yeah. And it just makes me think, like, I feel like if you want to evolve the trenches, it may come to the demise of Joe Mixon. I'm just starting to feel like that may be the case a bit more, just looking at these numbers. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, definitely understand that, especially – I mean, you. We already put the money away for the draft and and the money left over and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, that it might come to that point where it's like you know Joe is is the odd man out and uh, they have to cut their ties. I mean, you always can get younger at that position. Um, you can always add a guy for cheap. Uh, you, you there, there's a lot of things you can do, man, especially at that position nowadays. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, shit, bro. Here's kind of a nice scenario, like. It shows the situation of a T tag for 21 mil and a T Higgins extension for 15. It's like, fuck. I mean, you save fucking money by just getting the goddamn guarantees in there. You yeah. know? I mean, shit. Yeah, because the 21's fully guaranteed, so. You know what, bro? That's an interesting thing. Like, what if they did just fucking actually get an extension done? Like, I would be shocked, bro. If they got that done, but that'd be I mean, think crazy. about it. Think about it. If you're gonna pay the tag, you're gonna have 21 million guaranteed, and you say you were gonna keep him for that year. Why don't you just add that 21 million guaranteed to the you know contract that he wants? I mean, T, T, be happy with 40 or 50 guaranteed, right? Or is it, it's gotta be fucking should, right? Yeah. No doubt, bro. I mean, it, it's a, it's an interesting thing. And basically, you're front loading that all in the first year. You know what I'm saying? They can front load 35 of it in the first 30, 30 in the first year if they wanted to. Yep. Nah, for sure. So, man, it, it's interesting for sure. Like, I mean, we're, we're navigating through this, guys. So, like, this is where, you know, you can really tell, like, holy fuck, this gets intricate real quick. Like, this so easy as a lot of people make it seem to be, right? Uh, so, we'll yeah. definitely, I mean, uh, definitely touch on more, more in depth too. 
because I mean, I I have to I have to cook up some some stuff too for sure. But um, I mean, to look at it at first first sight and just get a good understanding, um, I think I think that's how you have to take it. I mean, we all know, at least from now perspective, is that Tyler Boyd's not coming back. You you know, some of the guys on the out, outer side looking in. Um, you said we're three over. Do we include Nick Scott's cut in there? Because Nick Scott's cut will cover that. Yep. So, uh, oh, fuck. I actually messed this up a little bit. So, yeah, here's what I got now. Uh, what the fuck did I do? I'm two mil, I'm two mil under now. So, I'm in a good spot. So, what I did, though, was I cut Mixon, Scott, and Hill, which I, I really like the idea you had that, man, if the Bengals could find a way. And I feel like they may be willing to do it. BJ and Stan, like, yo, like, can you shave two mil? Like, can we get, you know, BJ, can we get you down to eight, bro? Sam, look, man, like, Miles is coming up. Let's just call it what it is. Miles is going to be sitting behind you getting fucking 14 snaps a game forever, bro. So, of course, you're still valued to this team. You're a phenomenal run stopper, and you can still get after the quarterback. Willing to take seven. Like, and yeah, dude, that five, like getting that five back can be very realistic. Um, man, I really like that fucking idea, bro. I, like, I haven't even thought about it. So, what I will do is I will try to shave the cap here of like five million because I think you can get that out of BJ Hill in between. Um, you know, Sam Hubbard. I'm like, hey, dude, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, get this money back. So, uh, let's see here. Five. Five, save another five. Cool. So, yeah, bro. Um, I see we are at half a million. Um, so I think that's a good spot. So the Bengals are heading into the draft. You have to address about what the fuck we expected, right? Got to address, you know, trenches on D-line. Don't have DJ Reader back. Tackle. Tight end. So let's go ahead and I'll run the mock draft simulator here. So let's see what we got. We'll go ahead and do uh, three rounds. See, of course, Caleb Williams went one overall. Here's an interesting one, bro, off top. So, Cowboys offered 24th pick and 56th pick. That's six slots down. If you get an extra second, man, I think the Bengals may do it. And here's where it gets great, bro. At the top, you got Jazan Newt, DT, JC Latham, Chop Robinson at edge. So, you got a DT tackle and edge. I think where the Bengals would look at, even Chop Robinson at edge, probably not. But here's the thing, bro. At 24th overall, 26th and 27th and 28th, you got a crazy three-tech in Byron, Murphy, Brian Thomas, the receiver we like, Amarius Mims, and Tyler Guyton. So I think, uh, would you take that trade back? Mm. No. Really? Yeah, I want. I want to go. I, I don't know. I want to go offensive line first round, bro. I want to get a polished. Well, oh, here's the thing, bro. Here's what I'm saying. I, I'm with you, but there's three tackles I think they may like here. Like, 
and there's only six picks, and there's two crazy three techs where I think people may take them. I feel like we can get a tackle the Bengals would really like in the first. All right, let's do it. I, I actually would take it. Yeah, I, I think I'd take it. So let's see what's there at 24 now. Oh, my God, bro. Don Newton, Byron Murphy are still there. Oh, two of the tackles went. Okay, so this is fire, though. You got the two crazy fucking three techs, bro. Crazy three techs. With Brian Thomas and Tyler Guyton. Tackle out of Oklahoma. Six, seven, 325. Holy fuck. Yeah, I go I go straight for Byron Murphy at that point, man. All right, bro. Hey, Chris Jones and Byron Murphy trading. Oh, my God, bro. We're so back. Holy fuck. All right, dude. Drake cooking on the beat. Okay. Uh, second <laughs> round. So, all right, dude. Oh, wow. All right. So. All right, at 49, we have Lad McConkey, Tavondre Sweat, three uh, nose tackle, uh, Brandon Doyless. I don't think you're going defensive line right now. You got Jatavion Sanders, stud tight end two, pretty you know unequivocal in this draft. You don't have your clear tight end one. You think you just got to get your guy? Yeah. What What's our tackle look like? Tackle. Fuck. Get that. Um, oh, tackles get taken. That's a good question. Uh, oh, it's going to get interesting, bro. Patrick Paul is there, and I feel like the Bengals may like him. It fits the profile heavily of what the Bengals are looking for. Is he athletic? Not really. Ugh. I mean, fine. Dude, I told you, bro, when he's the fucking Frank Pollock mold, bro. He is the Frank Pollock. Like, he reminds me so much like Orlando. Let's take him. All right. Get your guy. It's a little bit of a reach now, but I, I get you. It's like, look, dude, because like Patrick Paul reminds me of CTV in 22. Yeah. The drop off after him, um, you kind of got a problem. So just like all the Bengals do, they got to get their guy. Um, did we Did we get an extra third rounder when we traded back? Oh, uh, good fucking question. Nah, I actually think we uh we got an extra second. Fuck, I didn't think about this. So we got uh, the 24th overall, 49th, 56th overall, so two seconds. Um, Obviously, moving back to those four spots. Uh, looking at this here. Not doing that. Not taking that trade. Um, all right, where are we at? So player pool. Oh, my God, bro. So we secured our tackle, right? Yeah. Crazy thing, bro. Oh my God. Sanders there. Fuck. Ah, uh, he left. Man, that sucks. All right, but Tavondre Sweat, bro. You don't have your big nose tackle. You took Byron, man. You took Byron. But he's a three tech, though. He's a pass rusher. I mean, even though, because look, dude, you don't have your DJ reader. So, but you got Chris Jones now. So let me think. Let me think. What? What? What's wider? What? Our receivers are on the board. 
Wide receivers. Oh my God. Uh, Jalen Polk. Uh, he's stick. Ooh, six two. Fluidity is athleticism grants him all encompassing versatility. Uh, right, that's cool. Um, let's see tight end. Oh God. Got the oh, Ohio God. State guy. Ooh, good question. Case Stover, where's he at? Uh, he may be gone. Oh, my God. Wow, Kate Stover is rated lower than Ben Sinet. Ben Sinet, 6'4", 245. Here's the thing. So, Ben Sinet has experience both in line and in the slot as a water shooter. I mean, that sounds like Sam Laporte to me. He's not a speedy threat who can get vertical like some top tight end prospects, but he's comfortable making catches through traffic. Good coordination. Let's go ahead and uh, look at Cade Stover real quick. Cade Stover's ability to make high difficulty adjustments, high and low point balls, and gets passes behind him is almost unrivaled in this class. He's incredibly strong hands with great coordination and timing. Stover is a constant threat in contested situations as a clutch receiver. Not only is Stover a potential game changer at the catch point, he's also a stellar run after catch. Yak guy. Agility tough. So these two guys are at 56. They're there. Oh, yeah, but the thing is, Cade is the 90th-ranked prospect. Are you reaching, though? Because, like, Tavondre Sweat is here. You have a chance to make your D-line dominant, and I feel like I feel like you may like what you get at tight end later. So a part of me feels like, because what do we say about Tavondre, uh, maybe at the beginning of the recording before we started? Like, he is a clear cut. Game changer, I feel like. He's just at a position that's not so premium. Let's do it. Let's do it. Fuck yeah, dude. I low-key, I was about to do it anyway, so I couldn't wait much longer. All right, hey, here we go. Uh, here's the trade offers I like, unless if it's a premium, you know, guy. Bengals offer pick 80, Broncos for pick 81 and 209. Um, oh, yeah, perfect. I mean, there's no clear-cut guy here. There's McKinley Jackson, who's a three or who's a nose tackle. You don't need one. You just fucking took him. So, um, you open to take that trade back one spot? Yeah. There we go. Take a pick. Um, and, uh, hey, I mean, look at this, bro. Ben Sinet, Kate Stover, still there. You want to go ahead and take the tight end? I love the, I love the versatility of um, Ben Sinet, but I think right here we go Stover and hope maybe – Maybe we can double dip. Maybe we get Sinet a little later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that idea, bro. So, there we go. I do. So, here's the best part. We talked about what this free agency could look like for the Bengals, right? You address some needs. You secure T for 24. And obviously, truly unlikely long-term for him after 24. But you get him here. You have the holes at tight end. Clear-cut starting tight end. Fortunately, I feel like the Bengals are going to absolutely secure Drew Sample and probably T. Huddy as well. Offensive tackle three, swing guy, you know, eventually suggestively replace Jermaine Illuminor, and more DTs. So in this draft, you get Byron Murphy, arguably the best fucking pass rusher on the interior D-line. He's a fucking beast. Yeah. You get Frank Pollock mold. Big-ass fucking unathletic tackle. That's my type of guy. 
I mean, he fits exactly what the Bengals have looked for and are congruent on four out of five positions. They're kicking the fifth guy, and they're going to replace him with Jermaine Illuminor, his biggest fuck. Get a young guy who's big as fuck. So you get your tackle in the second. You double dip. You get your DJ Reader replacement as much as it hurts us to say that. But here's what I'll add. It's crazy. They probably wouldn't do it if they had this many guys here. But remember, the Bengals do roll over $12 million. And if there's a guy that they're willing to give money to because they trust him to be, you know, who they need him to be, you'd think they'd put six, seven, eight million of that into DJ Reader. Right, it would make sense on championship run. Right. Exactly. Like, hey, you're healthy. Our, it's middle October. You want to go in November? Want to go get a ring in February? Like, all right, let's roll. I can see that with DJ. Um, and lastly, get your tight end as well. I think Kate Silver is the top five tight end in this draft. You heard the profile, guys. Um, so, yeah, that's. I mean, so uh, um, as we wrap up here. Probably get out of here in five minutes or so. I'll go ahead and kind of uh, plug this in, kind of make it a little bit more clear to understand. Uh, let's see. Oh my God, bro. It's D line, bro. Oh my God, we're about to cook. We're about to fucking cook. <laughs> All right. So here's what we got. Uh, oh, fuck. Here's an interesting thing I forgot about. <laughs> we caught Joe Mixon. We got to go to day three for a running back. <laughs> All right. Well, if there's a position you can kind of afford to pick late, right, it's that one. So that one off top, huh? We'll see. Uh, Joe, uh, Joe Mixon gone. Chase Brown. Um, yeah, okay. Joe Mixon, Chase Brown, Jamar, you extend them. You extend your best players. T. Higgins, 24. You got to tag them. Keep your best player. Get a ring with them. Sayonara after that. Andre Yosavash, third best receiver. You keep him there. Creates a lot of versatility on outside concepts. Tight end one. Kate Silver can become that guy. You like your third-round pick. T. Huddy's there. Drew Sample's there. They give you everything you need. Um, offensive line about what we expect, right? Um, Cordell, Ted Harris, Alex Kappa, Jermaine Illuminor at the swing. Patrick Paul, to eventually replace him, has the profile that the Bengals like, can be a realistic option. Um, edge one, edge two, Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard. We've already talked about Sam. Drake brought up the great idea of cut his cost. I like that. Same with B.J. Hill. Restructure both of them, right? So say the Bengals get diligent and they restructure them. Let me just fucking roll out this fucking defensive line, bro. Trey Hendrickson. We'll go starting D-line. Okay, four guys up front, Trey Henderson, Chris Jones, Byron Murphy. Oh, fuck. Damn it. I want five. Oh, my gosh. We may have to cut B.J. Hill. Fuck it. I, I'm just going to lay this out. Trey Henderson, Chris Jones, uh, Byron Murphy, Miles Murphy. That's ending game. That's ending season. Yeah. Come January, I mean, yeah, for sure, bro. With Tavondre Sweat and BJ Hill and Sam Hubbard, <laughs> that almost doesn't even make sense. I don't know, but here's the craziest part: we just laid out the money in a can. Makes sense. I mean, this is kind of the luxury of that we talked about—that we have fucking money and fucking use it. 
Like some crazy shit can happen if you use it right. So that's your crazy game wrecking league ending for 31 other teams, potentially D line. Um, and uh, linebackers, obviously, Logan Germain, bring back Akeem, ADG for 1.5. Corners, obvious. Unfortunately, some people think it's not so obvious. Look, bro, we talked about it. Fucking second-round pick in DJ Turner. He showed you a lot of promise. You can't just get up off of him because he had a rough back end of the season as a fucking corner. Like, you bank on it and you roll with it, bro. Figure that shit out later. Eli Goat, Apple, $2 million. Mike Hilton, Dax Hill, Jordan Battle, Evan McPherson extended. Hot Joe Mixon, thank you for your service. Nick Scott, Michael Thomas 2.0. Kicking um, Brad Robbins, huh? Oh, yeah. Yep, forgot to add that part. Uh, no, sorry. Rookie, UDFA. That is a good one, bro. Let's see. Does he even... What money do I get back? What money do I get back from fucking Brad? Let's see. No, there's no half million dollars. Let's see. You know what's kind of funny, bro? On this, Paul Daner put Bob Hart for one dollar. Oh my god, bro, bro! I would love to bring back Bob Hart, bro, as a like a four tackle. Let's yeah. go, dude. Right. Fucking so. All right, bro. Guys, this is a long episode. Uh, kind of a lot there. Really nitty gritty. What we'll do for another episode. Is um, we'll have both of ours laid out. We're kind of rattling back and forth on what we think. Yeah, um, sir. Good point. So, overall, we got money, guys. Oh, but how do, are you sure? But yo, bro, man, Jamar, like a lot. The Bengals got fucking money. But T Higgins, bro, all right, fine. T Higgins, 21, 20.7 cap hit. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty hard hit. Can't move it. Got it. But outside of that, the for how. For how successful of a team we are, bro, we are in a very, very healthy cap situation. I think people are taking that for granted because of what you hear in the media and what you believe, what you read, and stuff like that. And it's like, man, we we have the money that goes to show when you really look deep into it. And the Bengals are just really smart with their money, so they're going to continue to just make moves that fit the system, both offensively and defensively, and you know, fits that will work for them both financially, but also on the field. So, I mean, I'm ready for it, bro. Yep, no doubt, dude. I mean, I think this soft season right here, I mean, and of course, we didn't even hit day three picks, right? We just hit, like, the top options. Right. The bank could, like you said, bro, let's double dip a tight end. Let's ensure that we get pass catchers to implement more of what we talked about, like, the you know, the best offense this year, 12-13 personnel. Yes, you can still keep dogs outside. You can still put T out there. Like, some people almost get it confused. Like, you can't put Jamar and T out there if you have more tight ends. No, not at all. You just put better guys out there that you can actually trust to win outside because, straight, you clamored on it, bro. The most frustrating thing you saw in this offense was when fucking Drew Sample would line up out wide. Name a more unimportant, unimpressive <laughs> player to a defense to line up outside than Drew fucking Sample. <laughs> right? They would laugh, bro. They wouldn't even look at him, bro. It's like when you try to ice throw in basketball, like ice throw in Ben Simmons, bro. No one gives a fuck. Shoot the three-pointer. Like, just think, like, go ahead and line up out wide on a fucking corner. Like, the play's dead. Get tied up that can and can win. I mean, in other spots, dude, this team is right back up to where they are, you know, competing for a fucking Super Bowl. You got the fourth-place schedule. Uh, 
this just leads for a fucking fun ass offseason to die, bro. Yes, sir. In 37 days, free agency, well, 36 days now, free agency will kick off. Hell yeah. Yup. So, yeah, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate y'all for listening listening to another episode of the All Things Rangers podcast. Uh, we will be back post Super Bowl. Um, hey, dude. I kind of like hearing two and two in the bowl for Patrick Mahomes. That sounds kind of mid, don't it? Yeah. For sure. Sounds kind of mid to me. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, respectfully, like, it's kind of. Like, hi, you have more loss in the Super Bowl than my quarterback. Don't play. Exactly. But who wouldn't really flex me an average in the Super Bowl, buddy? <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. It's kind of mid. I'm not going to lie. Right. Um, yeah, dude. So let's get a fucking Niners dub. Uh, and, you know, till then, next time we'll be back and we'll have 30 days till the fucking. Free to see hits, brother. Yes, sir. I'll see you, bro. Take it easy. All right. Sure. Appreciate you. Appreciate y'all for listening to another episode of the All Things Famous Podcast. Be safe. Yes, sir.